0: So I, I wanted to take a moment, we did this last week, but uh, so for those of you that were here last week, uh, this is a rerun, and uh, so if you missed something, then you could pick up on that. But for those of you that were not present last week, we launched a new campaign, and this campaign goes along with our Life at Home resources out there by the fireplace, and this is all about us being more intentional or continuing to be intentional in prayer. We've talked about prayer a lot over the last several years. Um, This uh, last series we did was about two and a half years ago. But continue to see, and what we know and believe is that nothing significant in the eyes of God and His kingdom happens without prayer. And so we are charged to be people of prayer. And so, the uh, this campaign is called uh, Prayer 752. You see that on the front of the bulletin. And if you did not last week, and um, those of you that were in first service, we didn't run out of packets. Second service, we did. And so, uh, but if you were not here and you did not get one of these packets, we encourage you to stop by and get one. Grab a bracelet for reminders to be praying. And basically, the idea of this campaign is that we want to be intentional and we want to... Together, make sure that we are praying. We are praying as a body of believers. And so these numbers 752 do represent some things, and it's all in your packet. And the seven represents individual time of prayer for opportunities to share life and share Christ, which is our mission but the five has to do with praying five times a week with some member of your family or your entire family. And if, if you live alone, uh, call a member of your family or go visit a member of your family and pray with them. The two is twice a week praying with uh, a prayer partner, someone that you trust and, and know and uh, that you pray specifically for the church, uh, leadership, the, the vision God has for this church, seven Five, two. And so, lots of resources, things to help you in these packets. If you would, after a worship, just stop by uh, over there at the Life at Home Resource Center next to the fireplace, and they will get you a packet. And um, you will continue to see uh, how we want to, together, um, focus on prayer and intentionally over this next 120 days. So, lots of tools. Check it out. Share stories with one another. I just shared a story of Dee, and I've heard several stories this week about opportunities for people uh, that have been praying about uh, how they can share life and share Christ, and, and uh, there's, uh, God is doing a work. And so let's be attentive to that. Prayer helps us do that. Prayer was that time in church when you had to be quieter than all the other times in the service. It was that time which meant that you almost, I had to be almost completely still to the point that mom had her arm over on my leg or my arm, her hand over to hold me because I was doing something as a kid, moving around. And we had to be quiet during prayer. It was almost like we had to play hide and go seek during that time and we were hiding from somebody. We had to be so still. There were times Even holding our breath, I remember, because I was afraid I was breathing too loudly during prayer. Prayer was also the signal in church growing up. It was the signal that the preacher was almost done. And that was always good news for a kid, because all it meant was, as soon as the amen, sang a song sometimes, and then out the doors we were, and of course, we got to eat. Outside of the church as a kid, I don't remember lots of times of prayers, but one of the things I remember is sometimes with certain family gatherings at certain times, we would pray for the meal. And for me, that was about it as a kid. That was about all I knew as experience with prayer. And it's not that I didn't have any clue, and as I grew, I, you know, I picked up on a few things. Like when you start a prayer, you address God. And you can use different names as long as they're appropriate names for God. But you start off by saying God or Father God, maybe even Jesus. And then when you were done, whenever that was, you always said, Amen. So I picked up on a few things. However, that all that happened in between God and Amen was mostly a mystery to me. I knew that it had to do some good and it wasn't a horrible thing a lot of it was boring in my mind now in my teenage years my prayer life grew My prayer life grew as I sat in the stands at high school basketball games and the score was tied and it was near the end of the game and it was a really important game and I remember sitting there bargaining with God. God, please help them make this shot. God, please let us win this game. We don't like that school. God, show yourself. I don't think it was that deep. It was God, make us win. Help us win. Do anything. And then the bargaining began. The bargaining began. God, I promise I will not cuss anymore. I promise, God. God, I promise that I will not talk back to mom and dad anymore. Just please. I, I know I promised that last week on Friday night at the game, but we didn't win. So this week, God, I promise I'll do it. I promise I'll do it. God, I promise I'll even, I'll even do something nice for people like my sister. God, please. Please. Sometimes my prayer was answered. Sometimes it wasn't, at least that's what I thought. You know, prayer has the potential to be a lot of things, take a lot of different forms, and it has the potential to shape us in so many ways. But sometimes, because of experiences like mine, and some of you can relate, otherwise you wouldn't be laughing, because you're thinking of those times when you were bargaining with God, perhaps as a child or teenager, maybe even an adult is that because of those experiences, sometimes we're very biased about prayer. We want to do it this way or we don't want to do it that way because of experiences, sometimes very painful experiences or boring experiences that we look and say, well, we can't pray that way because I, when I did that before, it wasn't good. My prayer is that we seek the truth of God as we learn about prayer. By the grace of God, my prayer life is something completely different than it was even when I became a Christian. Back in 1995, when I became a Christian, my life, my prayer life is completely different. And it's not because I went to seminary, it's not because I got a doctorate. No, it's because I just kept praying. I just kept praying. Even when I didn't know what I was doing, even when I thought I did, I just kept praying. I keep praying. But I've also learned that God's Word is so important to teach us about prayer. It's easy to want to take prayer and just make it whatever we want it to be, because that's honest and that's true. Sometimes we must be very disciplined in prayer. Sometimes we must be very methodical in prayer. It's all necessary. And that's a bit what we're going to talk about in the upcoming weeks. All of them have value. I'm not here to say there's a right way to pray or a wrong way to pray, but what I do know is God's Word is pretty clear on aspects of prayer. And my prayer for us during this intentional season of prayer is that whatever biases, whatever barriers, whatever walls stand the way in, in front of us of being more disciplined in prayer, is that we will not get in the way of that. We will help each other with that. We will encourage each other with that. And all of our mistakes, all of our failures, is that we will learn to value prayer in yet a whole new way I know for some of you, you have been prayer warriors, as we call them, your entire lives. Keep at it. But also recognize that you have something very, very important to offer others who continue to learn how to pray. Or perhaps are in a season of prayer where it's a struggle. I have no doubt. That even though we have a campaign and we're saying 120 days and we have a strategy of 752 and and that we have all kinds of resources, that for some of you, for some of us, it is going to be a battle every step of the way. Every step of the way. It was hard not to feel that way this week. Yet, I want us to dig our feet in more than ever. Because in those moments when you think that things are falling apart and prayer isn't working, is that God does His greatest miracles. God does His greatest work. I want that in our lives. I want that in the lives of this church because I want to see that in the life of this community. Nothing significant happens without prayer. I want us to turn to Matthew 5 this morning, and this is a rather familiar text, I know. In fact, we when we were studying the Sermon on the Mount last year, we spent some time here. It's, it's a little ways into the Sermon on the Mount, and I apologize, I said Matthew 5, it's Matthew 6, typo on the notes, guess that's my fault, isn't it? Matthew 6, there's this little section in the middle of Jesus on on the hill, on the mountain, and he's teaching, and and I want to read it. And I know that you've probably heard this multiple times in your life. But I want us to look at it again as we launch into uh, these weeks ahead on prayer. Remember that people are gathered around. There's a lot of people at this point. A few have left, but this sermon, this message, it is going uh, multiple days. Jesus teaches and says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Now at first glance you look at this, and it appears to be Jesus' to-do and not-to-do list on prayer. Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. Sounds rather legalistic. Sounds rather like the Pharisees. And so I'm sure there was a little bit of confusion with people who were used to hearing the Pharisees. But if you look a little bit more, if you look around this particular these particular words and this particular teaching what you know Jesus is doing in this entire sermon is over and over and over again he's getting to the heart of things he's getting to what really matters the heart the disposition of the heart the important stuff in this case of prayer the heart of prayer and i want us to start there this morning because i i think that it gives us some insight to really chew on as we pray. Richard Foster and his book on prayer, which is um, out at, um, you can take a look at, out at the Life at Home Resource Center, and, and we're actually basing some sermons off of some of the chapters of that book. And he starts the book with this idea of simple prayer. Now when I first began to read about this and study about this and consider what this looks like in Scripture in my own life, it seemed simple. The more I looked at it, there's some challenges with it. It's not that hard to understand, but I think it is hard to do. But I want us to spend a few moments as we look at these verses and think about this idea of simple prayer and what that really looks like and why it's important. Simple prayer basically is prayer where you come as you are before God. Sounds pretty basic, doesn't it? Come as you are before God. Perhaps you would say that, well, shouldn't we always do that? Yeah, we should. So there's an aspect of simple prayer in everything. But I want to break that phrase up for a few minutes here. Simple prayer is to come. Jesus says at the beginning of verse 5, at the beginning of verse 6, at the beginning of verse 7, what does he say? When you pray. So often, what keeps us from a meaningful relationship with God in prayer is that we don't do it. We, we don't do it because there's so much that we believe has to be around that to go before God. Simple prayer is about the approach to God, just coming in some ways. Those of you that golf, I forgot my golf club this morning. I was going to bring it, and I was going to set a ball here and swing and see how nervous you all got. But um, I, I forgot it. So uh, visualize with me, if you would. But a good golfer, I am not, a good golfer, what they will do is they will look on their scorecard, they'll look um, on the little marquee, and they'll see the distances, they'll check out the, you know, which way the fairway's going, where the green is, and where the cup is on the green. A good golfer will think through about how to approach The goal of the cup, which is where the ball is supposed to go. A good golfer will think through about their shots because, on most holes, you can't get there on one shot. Some you can if you're good. I am not. But if you think about it as they are concentrating on that. Before they take that first swing, they're thinking of where they want that ball to lie so that from there, the next place, and then the next place, then the next place, ultimately up to the hole. It's all about the approach. It's all about the approach and thinking through. I misspoke a minute ago because I said simple prayer is about the approach. It's not. Simple prayer Coming to God is all about getting up there and swinging away. It's, it's not worrying about your approach to God. It's just going to God. So that's how I golf. I know I'd like it to land there, but I'm just going to swing at it. Yeah, I may think about it a couple things, but... I'm not going to go methodically through that. Do you ever do that in prayer? Okay, well, i got to be in this certain place, and i got to be in this certain posture, and I have to say these certain words, and I, it has to be this certain length, and da-da-da-da-da. And what do we do? We, we make it mechanical. And, and, and God, just like Jesus says in his invitation to every disciple, come, follow me. He doesn't say get all clean. So when God invites us into prayer, simple prayer is not about the approach. It's not about having it all figured out how you're going to speak to God, this, that, and whatever. Now, what I am not saying is that there's not times for that because there are. We're going to talk about that in upcoming weeks. But simple prayer is a prayer that we need to pray. And that means we just go to God. We just go to God. We we come before Him. We just swing. Because in the swinging, there is belief on some level. Often what keeps us back here, calculating all that we're going to do in our prayer, it's not that you just want to do it right. For me, it's often is that I I am trying to calculate it all out so that I am comfortable. And what God says to us, for prayer is just come. Jesus doesn't lay out a list of things to do before you, sit, before you pray. He just says, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. Jesus is saying to us over and over, exercise your faith in prayer. You don't have to have it all together when you come. Matthew 17, 20 says, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. That is the faith that we have to exercise in simple prayer before God. You ever try to calculate how God's going to answer your prayer? Well, if I pray this way and use these words, then maybe God will do this. And now, we all know that we, we cannot manipulate God. We know that. That's, that's not Thinking that we can manipulate God like, uh, like He is a puppet... That's horrible theology. That's not what the Bible speaks of. But yeah, we still try to do it, don't we? You see, to come is to believe. And that's why we just need to keep coming. We need to keep coming. Not worried about everything being just right. We just need to come. Which means that you can go to God anywhere, any place, anytime. Thank God for that. Amen? Amen? Thank God for that. Thank God that I could pray in that hospital, not just for Dee and John, but for the young man who had lost his life, had gotten shot, and the family is walking through the surgical waiting, wailing because they just found out that this young man's life had been taken. He had been murdered was what we were understanding. Thank God that I could pray for that weeping grandmother walking by. God help her. Thank God that I could pray for the mother who was preaching. I was, so, I was praising God for it. She was preaching to that family. For some reason, this is God's will, and we are going to follow it, and we are going to accept it, and we're going to move into it. She was preaching, and I just smiled, and I was praising God. Why does it matter that we just keep coming to God? Because it's an exercise of our faith. It's an exercise of being dependent on God. having the faith to approach God no matter what, whenever, wherever. No matter what sin you just committed, you can still come before God. No matter that thought that you just had, just come. Just come. It's kind of like when you're at the tee and you're thinking about the last shot that was not a good shot, and you're trying to no, just swing again. Just swing again. It's trusting God to be God not calculating God to be what we want Him to be, what we think He should be, but simply stepping before God and doing it again and again and again. The second part of this phrase, as you are, simple prayer is to come as you are. There's a word in Matthew uh, 6, 7. I better change that because I keep saying 5 babbling. Now, I don't know about you when you read a text like this. I start thinking about people in my life that babble. I'm usually at the top of the list. But I, babbling, we all know what babbling is. Something you understand about this, um, this text right here in, in the context of the culture then is that this was a time in this first century where Greeks and Romans believed in in just a plethora of gods. There was a God for everything because no God was complete. No God could do it all. But if you take this God and this God and this God and this God and, and you work with them all, you can cover your life. And so babbling often re- came out of the fact that they were going to this God, and going to this God, and going to this God, and going to this God. And if they could just get the God, that God's attention, that's why they babbled. They went on and on and on because they were trying to get the attention of that particular God and then this particular God. You add on top of that, worshippers of all of those gods would also use certain words that were more magical, quote unquote, than others. That certain gods responded to. And so, you, you had to learn which words that they, could res- they would respond to, and then you would use those words. Whether you meant them, whether you even understood them. Over and over, you would say this word or this word. Babbling. No heart, just babbling. And all of it was an attempt to control the gods. All of it. That's why Jesus said, stop babbling. Don't babble like pagans. For your God is not anything like those other so-called pagan gods. Is it possible that sometimes we, being very well meaning fall into the same trap. Repeating over and over again certain power words or words that we heard somebody else say that may get us a direct line. The question for us is if we are going to come as we are before God, we don't try to control. We don't try to manipulate God. We give Him whatever we are and whatever we're not. I'd like you to take a look at this clip from the movie Bruce Almighty as uh, Bruce, who was uh, just hit by a truck. He has died, and he's standing before God, Morgan Freeman. uh, And um, he has a conversation with God. Listen to how this goes. You can't kneel down in the middle of a highway And live to talk about it, son (laughs) But why? Why now? Bruce You have the divine spark You have the gift For bringing joy and laughter To the world I know, I created you Quit bragging (laughs) See, that's That's what I'm talking about that's the spark. What do you want me to do? I want you to pray, son. Go ahead. Use them. Um, Lord, feed the hungry. And bring peace to mankind how's that great if you want to be Miss America <laughs> now, come on what do you really care about grace grace you see so often um we go to god and 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 we just are we we just don't share what what's right here and i think so many times for me it is that i'm afraid to be me before god and that sounds ridiculous i know but i know i'm not alone we can say over and over we know god knows We know God knows all of our weaknesses, all of our strengths, but it's still hard to be that before him, isn't it? But I'm I'm, I'm working on that. I want to change that. It's not bad to pray for peace in this world. It's not bad to pray to feed the hungry. Those are important prayers. But there are times in our lives and there are times in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ where we have to to just share where we're at right there, right then. And all of the motives that we have that are impure. But there's no pretending, no, no pretense that we, we try to be something that we're not. We, we simply, as John Chapman says, pray as we can, not as we can't. In other words, whatever's going on here, whatever's going on here is that we simply lay that before God. It's kind of like the first draft of a paper. It's got some good stuff, but man, does it have some bad stuff in there. It's a first draft. There are times when prayer needs to be just a downloading just a, a, a giving of whatever is on your heart, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all mixed together and not worried about categorizing, not worried about, oh, no, God is going to think this. No, you're there before your God. It's like, kind of like a little kid who comes running to you as, you, as the grandparent or the parent, and they just, they just rattle away stuff. You're not there saying, well, I can't believe you didn't use a proper sentence. I can't believe that you, you did this and this and this. No, you're, you're just overjoyed because this child has come and they cared enough to just share some of the most ridiculous, silly things. that don't matter. But you cherish that, don't you? So does God. So does God. Coming as you are, There's a a level of transparency here, and not that we shouldn't be transparent with God in other prayers, but this simple prayer is a prayer about you. We spend a lot of time perhaps praying for others or how we interact with others and so on. This is simply what God, what is happening in you right then. If you look at Elijah in 1 Kings, this is a point with Elijah where he has just, kind of had it. He's been battling as a prophet for the Lord, and it seems like the more he goes at it and works and seeks to help people follow God, more comes at him. He says in chapter 19 of 1 Kings verses 9 and 10, and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Basically, he's saying, really, God? Come on. (laughs) Really? We see it with Moses. We see it with Joshua. You see it with Paul. Over and over again, you see these biblical characters, much like us, ordinary people bringing ordinary things, ordinary concerns, ordinary joys, ordinary heartbreaks to a loving and compassionate Father. That's what simple prayer is. It's not coming to impress God, but to be impressed upon by Him. So, why does it matter that we come? Just as we are. It matters because so much of what God does with our lives requires us to lay it before God. You see, we are free will creatures. And so, what God wants from us in our relationship with Jesus Christ is He wants us to lay all the good, bad, and ugly in prayer before God. Because what we do, we essentially say, okay, God, it's yours to do with what you want and need to. And even in the midst of that, it's okay to say to God, God, I know that I'm not going to like what you're about to do. But yet you trust Him with that. So we look at inward prayer, upward prayer, and outward prayer. Inward prayer is seeking this transformation. It's exactly what it is. I want to close with a quote by Ben Patterson. Ben Patterson. He's written uh, several different books. Uh, I believe he's been a pastor as well. He says, all the work of the kingdom of God begins with simply being with Jesus. If it doesn't start there, it doesn't start at all. That's why we must continue to come, just swing. That's why we must come just as we are, sharing, ranting, venting, all before God because he's big enough. That simple prayer is not so much about a method of praying. It's not whether it's written or it's verbal. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about seeking the transformation we need on the inside. And every prayer we pray at some point should have the heart of that. Simple prayer is to come as you are. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for a moment and... I'm going to ask you to say a simple prayer to God. Whether you've prayed before, whether you've prayed by yourself before or not, doesn't matter. But share one thought on your heart right now with God. Perhaps share one thing you're just disgusted and frustrated about with God right now. Perhaps share something that you just are absolutely confused about going on in your life right now. Share that with God. Tell Him you don't understand it. God, help us to be people not just of simple prayer, but where simple prayer in so many ways we practice so that we we can exercise the faith of coming to you as raw as that can be sometimes, as unclean and just downright sinful that it can be sometimes as who we are coming before you. But God, let us never be afraid to come as we are. And if we are, I pray, God, that we would share that with you. It's not just about being casual. We know that, God. But it is about being real and transparent. Trusting that you will take the most beautiful things and who you created us to be and the most sinful of things all together at the same time and creating your masterpiece of Jesus living through us. Thank you, God. Thank you that it doesn't have to be difficult. Thank you that it doesn't have to be a formula or a method. Thank you that we can just come and you will receive us.